There is that noise. We'll get it. We'll get it from the beginning there because it shows it. You know, like um, just a picture of it. Yep, I'm ready to run away now. Hey, and welcome to. Episode 4 of the Hunter Fishes Podcast. Glad to have y'all here. We've got Danny Arbalo, Mr. Brazalo. Mr. Brazalo. Brazalo Custom Lures. How are yes. you doing, Danny? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Well, thank you for coming on here. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I wanted to ask, just right off the bat, I've got a lot of stuff I'm going to ask you, but right off the bat, everybody asks me, what in the world does Brazalo mean? So go ahead and... Okay, so Brazalo was, so uh, my wife, Carrie, and I, we've been married for about five years. And we both, we got married when we were older. And we went through this whole, we were kind of like in this joking stage of, you know, I didn't want her to change her last name because she's been carrying her last name, you know, for her whole life. And, you know, it wasn't something we needed to do. And then we, we kind of got crazy one day and we we're like, let's just both change our name. So we had all these mismatches of, you know, my name and her name together and Brazalo was one of them. And uh, so my, my wife's maiden name is Brazel, and my last name is Arbello. So we put the two, the B-R-A-Z is her part, and then A-L-O is my part, so Brazalo. And that's how we came up with that. And then when I started the jig business, um, it, I just picked that one up out of, the, out of the clouds, you know? I was like, I'm gonna use that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I picked up on something here. Your last name is what? Arbello. So I've said it wrong and you've never corrected me all no, these years? No, everybody says it wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's- No, uh, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been butchered so many times. It's just like, whatever, you're close, you're close. You got it, you didn't get it. <laughs> Well, no, I was asked at a show the other day. Somebody said, why? Uh, well, Jim from Stick 5, he was like, what in the world is Brazalo? I said, man, I think it had something to do with their last names. Yeah, it is. But I don't yeah. actually know. Yeah, that's what it is. And a lot of people ask me, and they think it's cool. And it was just, you know, I wanted something that included her into it. And uh, so, and that was our, you know, and she helps out with, you know, she helps out with some of the stuff and uh, kind of the light duty stuff she does. And then, uh, you know, we do all the heavy lifting, Josh and I do all the pouring and painting and twisting and all that kind of jazz. That's right. You're talking about Josh Womble, your, your one employee. My one employee, oh, Josh, man. He's, there's not another like him, man. I wouldn't <laughs> trade him for the world, but, you know, he's, he is something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little about who Danny is before Brazala. Who, what, I know you fished. Yeah, I've been fishing my whole life, um, ever since I was a kid. You know, I grew up in Chicago, um, so we used to fish up on the Fox River, right out suburbs of Chicago, and so we fished at the Fox River, Fox Lake, and we fished Mill Creek and stuff like that. And then I, when I was 13, I moved to Texas uh, with my family and stuff, step family and whatnot, and that's when I was introduced to bass fishing. You know, we fished on the farm and fished in ponds and stuff, and... Oh, I was hooked ever since then. You know, I caught my first bass I ever caught was about a two and a half pounder, you know, out of a pond, and I was I was hooked. I didn't fish my first tournament until I was out of high school. Um, you know, I was in my 20s when I fished my first tournament, and it was like, oh, it was done. 
it was like this is the way it's about to be <laughs> you know we fished uh grew up around fishing uh right patman was the first time i ever fished on a lake um so Which i grew is up a wonderful lake oh my way. gosh man it was uh we have we have lots of stories about that <laughs> but yeah i knew we fished millwood a lot and i know millwood liked back my hand and uh patman too and uh you know we fished Toledo bend a lot and stuff so grew up a lot fishing you know, and then when I came to Arkansas, I set fishing down for a long time. I actually sold everything I had, and I was working so much for FedEx. And then, uh, you know, a lot of life changes happened, and I thought, who is Danny? You know, and I had to go through a lot of stuff, and finally I picked the rods back up, and the rest is history. Here we are. I started making lures that I always wanted to do, and I start, and then it was just kind of steamrolled from there. It's kind of, yeah, it's a rock rolling down a steep hill. <laughs> did you did you plan on selling lures when you first started making them, or was that no. just for you? It was just for me. Um, secret lures. Yeah, it was now just... Now everybody buys the secret lures. Yeah, well, and it all started with that black-blue chartreuse jig. That's where it started with, because that was the jig I threw all the time, everywhere. That and uh, kind of a Texas craw jig. And, you know, I just... After Carrie and I were together, I had my little shop to work in. I thought, well, I'm just going to make my own lures. And I started doing it. And next thing I know, I had some buddies that wanted some of them. And then I started selling them out of the back of the truck and so on and so on and so on. And now we're traveling the country, selling them at trade shows and online and, uh, you know, almost 30 retailers. It's like I've never imagined that that would have turned into that. <laughs> how, how long now have you... Have you kind of done it as not your sole career, but how long have you been selling them? When did you make it a business? We're in 23 now. I so. think we're about six years. We're six right at about in. six years of actually selling. Right. You know, selling to, um, you know, out to the public and stuff. I think it's been about six years, yeah. And two years into it being your? Um, October 21, October 4th, 2021. I walked away from the trucking industry that I'd been in for 25 years, 20, 20, 25 years. And I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. You know? So I was like, well, I mean, if it flops, I can go back to the trucking industry. If it doesn't, I ain't looking back. <laughs> you just couldn't keep up, I guess. You had to. No, it was, you know, I was work. I got to a point where, you know, I worked eight, nine, ten hours a day at my regular job. And as soon as I came home, you know, I saw I saw Carrie for a few minutes, and I went straight out to the shop, and I was working until three, four o'clock in the morning. You know, I worked swing shift, so I was you know I didn't go in until noon. Right. And yeah, I just got to where it was just too much, and I was working seven days a week, and I went kind of need to make a decision here. We struggled with it for many months. Um, it was a long time that we struggled with it, and then finally we just kind of made the decision to make the move and. It's still scary every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but you've grown so much. I mean, I would say really since you went full-time with it, you've grown oh, exponentially. Sub yeah, substantially. It's Yeah, it was, you know, and it, it gave me time to hustle. Right. It gave me a lot more time and a lot more freedom to get out and, you know, get my hustle on and, and um, you know, really put the product out there, put more time into social media and start traveling and going to shows. Uh, more stores, um, you know, so where you know I could dedicate all of my time to it, and uh, yeah, it's really grown. I'm really 2023 is going to be, I, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. It's already started out pretty wild, and it's going to just 
you know, it's going to be even more than that. How many states are you in right now? As far as? Dealers. Dealers? Um, I think we're in about 10 states, 10 different states. We've got, uh, you know, most of it's all southeast, though. Most of it's right. a lot of southeast, um, and we're looking to hopefully double our goal is to double retailers this year from what we have, um, you know, because you know you have one retailer that moves a lot of product, another one doesn't move as much product, so you kind of it evens itself out. So you know, and we're we're hoping to, you know, whether it's an online retailer or a brick and mortar retailer. What what kind of goals? I mean, for Brazalo, is it do you want to be national? Do you want to be where you can't keep up with it? You buying a facility or don't want to be that big just want to no we're rolling with the punches you know we're just kind of like i have i have in my mind where i want to see brazalo go but it keeps changing you know we've got some stuff that that's kind of uh kind of been presented to us not necessarily like business opportunities for you know other avenues or anything but our business model has been changing a little bit and we've had some uh, ideas for another way of growth, um, and you know that'll all come to you know come to light here later on this year. But um, you know, it's I'm just kind of rolling with it and letting it grow. You know, and if it gets to a point where it just kind of goes and it gets steady, where it's just doing its thing, then we're just run with it. And if it just keeps on growing, then we'll just grow with it, and we'll just keep changing, and you know finding new ways to make it keep growing <laughs> and this social media you know that's crazy like oh it's that's nuts. how it grows or a lot of how it grows it's, it's definitely changed the game it's definitely changed the game because it's allowing us to allowing us and other companies like us to put you know this you know great product out in front of people that would have never seen it before um and putting it out there in different ways uh it's definitely opened doors up for us and a lot of other people too I know you, we were talking a little earlier, you know, our friend Trevor, which is one of my guys, one of my sponsors, Motivated mm-hmm. Fishing. You know, he's, both of y'all, y'all, y'all travel together, do a lot of shows together. Yeah. Um, kind of feed off each other to grow. Correct. And you were saying, how many, between the two of y'all, what's your reach on Be- social media? Between the two of us, uh, we're over 100,000 followers between the two of us. And it grows, um, it's growing crazy every single day you know it's like every time you open up one of your social media pages you've got a list of new followers you know and and trevor's reached a point now where he's gaining them faster than than i am and i'll you know we'll eventually start catching up to each other but um yeah it's just a crazy it's like a know, snowball it's like a, it's, oh it, it rolls, is it just gets bigger it just goes and goes and goes so you know um you know we're big on supporting other local companies other small companies you know bringing them up um and you know our reach to help them is you know way further than they could have ever imagined it you know to happen so you know it's a, it's good for us to do that and uh, you know it's just our way of trying to help and you know give back to you know what we've been through and you know help them as well what what percentage do you think of your sales come from followers at least i would say at least half uh, definitely new followers, you know, new right. customers. It's, um, you know, I would say half come from that. So we put a lot of energy into that simply because um, 
you know, we don't have brick and mortar all over the place. Right. You know, we're not in big distributors where our product is being distributed all across the country. So we have to use that. Um, and then, you know, half of, you know, the other half of it is 25% is word of mouth. And the other 25% is us traveling, you know, and putting that product out in front of customers at these trade shows and stuff. You know, they walk by and they see us. We're very inviting. We bring them in. We show them what we're all about, you know, and the quality of our product. And that's how we get those people. And that's why we travel for three months, three or four months, you know. Like carnies. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, oh, dude, it's so, you know, you get so excited about it that you're like, oh, we're fixing to be traveling. It's going to be a good time. Then you're about halfway through it and you're like, I just really ready for just to be home. <laughs> Man, I've only worked two shows this year. One was local, you know, Big Buck Classic. And then, you know, just Ohio the other day, and I'm I'm over it. Like, I'm ready to go fishing. That's oh, yeah. I've had as many shows as I want for the year after two. Yeah, I have. Uh, so, uh, you know, we get a lot of continuous questions. Like, a lot of questions are repetitive that come through the booth. And um, one of the questions that are not a question, but it's a comment, Um you know, people that are kind of new in the industry or whatever, they're like, well, I've always wanted to do this too. You know, I want to, I think I'm going to start making my own baits and selling them. And the first thing I'll ask them, do you like to fish? Oh yeah, I love it. But don't make baits because you'll never have time to fish. (laughs) (laughs) And they look at you like you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm serious. Like you'll, like it'll both just sit there. You just get to see pictures of fish. I do. Your bait hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, and I go, oh, shucks. I wish I could have went. One thing that, have you ever, well, have you ever been hit up for a sponsorship? Yes. Is it nonstop? Pretty much. What do you, just for aspiring fishermen, what do you look for? Like, you know, some of them are like, hey, I want your product. And you're like, Bye. But, you know, some of them bring stuff to the table. I hope, they do. You know. So, first thing off, first thing off, whenever, I've made videos about it and stuff like that. Because we get approached in every which different direction. Um, the first thing I'm going to look at whenever someone approaches me about um, some sort of sponsorship, are you already using my product? Because if you're not using my product and you're just off the street or off of TikTok or Instagram or something like that, and, hey, I love your product, it's great, I really want to start promoting it, well, are you using our product already? No. Okay. Then what, you know, how can you sponsor something that you don't know anything about? You you don't have faith in it. Right. Um, you know, and it's like, I you know, I approached you about a, a sponsorship. Now, that's a different, that's a different scenario. Um, most of, we don't really have a pro staff, so to speak. Um, pro staff terminology has kind of gotten abused over the years. So we have a few sponsor anglers, and then, you know, we have a few anglers that um, they promote our product in turn. When we know that they're turning customers into us, then we help them out. You know, we hook them up with free product or discounted product and stuff like that. But it's all anglers that we've approached. So it's kind of uh, that pro staff game has really changed a lot over the past few years with the uh, growth of social media has kind of exploited it a little bit. So I don't know. It's kind of something I try to tap dance away from, <laughs> not around. I try and get away from it, but it, it's out there. So it, you know, we get approached for it a lot. For, for the guys like myself and, and the others that, that are a part of it, do you, 
I, I'm stuck on the social media. How much? I mean, is that a big part of those that do help you? Yes, because that's, that's that's our main way that we can track it. Right. It's our main way we can track it. We can see it, um, and we can see the work being put in. Now, you know, can we see the sales coming in off of that? Um, about the best way would be if, say, you went out and won a turn. You know, you won a tournament on one of our baits, and then all of a sudden we saw this increase in sales on said bait. You know, that's a way for us to track that. Right. Um, so yeah, it's that's the way we see it. Um, you know, on social media, all the social media platforms. You know, I I look for it. Um, definitely, when someone tags us in something, I go straight to the post. I want to see the quality of the post. I want to see, you know, what was tagged and what was explained in it. You know, I look at every aspect about it. And then when I see it read repetitive times, if so-and-so puts an order in with me, I, hey, man, I got you, or I'll throw extra stuff in there with it and stuff, right. you know. So, yep, definitely got my eye on it. <laughs> Tracking it probably a lot more than people realize. Oh, I, yes, I, definitely, I, definitely. And yeah. I know I've posted stuff, and you've sent me a text, and, you know, different things. It's like, oh, he's, like, he's on that. Like, he's not building jigs. He's looking at his phone because – that was oh, yeah. quick. Oh, yeah, and that's part of the business, you know. Right. It's like, you know, because, you know, when, you know, we're a, we're sole ownership in it. So, you know, we are the social media company. We are the shipping company. We are the production. You know, we do everything. So, right. you know, we have to watch all of that stuff and watch it grow and, you know, to see how we can learn from it or how we can grow from it. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big piece of the pie for us big piece of the puzzle for us it you know and i hadn't done this fishing thing forever but i've been actively working with sponsors for 15 years probably Mm -hmm. and it's changed so much like 15 years ago it was just show up work shows yep tell people i had business cards with a another jig company before you were even a thing correct and when i would do well so and i had a co-angler in the boat they'd be like dude what is it what is that bait I just mm-hmm. hand him a business card. Be like, here, call, call this, him, call this buy guy. some. Yeah, call you this know? guy. Yeah. And it's so, like, I, I'm having to adjust all the time more and more towards social media. Because I'll be honest, I like looking at social media. I wouldn't care less if I ever posted again. Yes. But, you know, I try to post at least three or four times a week. In the winter, sometimes deer get on my mind and I don't post as much. But, you know, most of the year, try to keep a, a ongoing post going. And it's... It's just crazy how much, to me, it's changed. And even five or six years, how much yeah. the need is there for an angler to have to and, pursue that. And I'll be honest with you, I really don't care for social media. If right. you go look at my personal pages, go look at my personal Instagram page. Go see when's the last time I posted on it. <laughs> right. I, it's, just, it's just something out there. But we have to for the business. Yes. So we have to. You know, and when I first got on TikTok, I didn't know what to do with it. And it was just like, it started like wildfire right out the gate. And it has, it has evolved. It's become a, a, you know, it's definitely obviously a way for me to show off my product, but it's also become a teaching tool for us, you know, because like you, I've been fishing for a long time. I've seen a lot of ways to fish. I've seen all these weird, weird ways to catch fish and these neat little tricks and stuff that, you know, there's a, a whole, you know, a whole genre of angler angler coming up that they're never they don't see this because the fishing industry is very secretive you know we want to keep everything to ourselves you know and so you know there's going to be a handful of us out there that teach you know we show those little goofy tricks and why it works and stuff like that and it's that's what it's kind of turned into for me you know it's you know i've gotten to the 
I've gotten into, you know, I'm, you know, late 40s, so I'm not going to chase that competitive edge anymore. I'm just, I fish tournaments, I'm still competitive, but I'm not, that, that dream of mine to go off and be a professional angler is gone. It's out of my mind. Um, so I'll just teach. I'll just teach people how to be better fishermen or any way that I can. Uh, right. So that's, you know, that's part of what our page is about too. Well, let's talk baits in particular. All right. Um, I've got something I just thought about. You're, how oh, did you hear that pop? I did. Was that, that your was chair? My, that was my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're kind of the bait that got you started growing would be the bushwhacker. Am I correct? It, it is it, the bushwhacker. It, it got a lot of attention. It is the bushwhacker. All right. My man Alex over here may kill me, but get your phone out and play that. It may blow these. Oh. Can he play a sound? Yeah, do it. Well, I have to turn my phone back on. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll, but we'll, we'll let it load up. Okay. And uh, we'll just set it off to the side and let it load up. Okay. But he's got a very, and this this can be part of it. He's got a very annoying sound that plays over and over at these shows. But it's the sound of this bait, and it's phenomenal. Like it catches fish, but he just plugs in, plays it for like ten hours a day at these shows, and makes you want to run away when you're in the booth. Yeah. So we've gotten this wild idea now. We finally realized that me playing the video over and over and over again at these shows, it's like it's it runs thousands of times through a show i'm not gaining any views on it so we're gonna make i'm basically gonna make an extra account up for myself and it's just basically gonna be brazalo fanboy or fan club or something like that and i'm just gonna play that video over and so over again are so you playing it off of tiktok as yeah well? yeah i played oh, it right well, off I of tiktok done that on my phone i thought you were i thought you had audio of it like just an audio no I, well i changed phones so i don't have the audio anymore oh. on it we're gonna get new audio on it uh, this year, we're going to, you know, we got to focus more on a lot of that stuff um, right. and, you know, cameras and actually showing people how it gets out on the water and does. And last year, like I said, last year, I didn't know what, where TikTok was going to go for us or where social media was going to go for us, you know, which direction to go. I didn't know what to do with it. And then as the year progressed, it was kind of like, oh, well, I can do this, <laughs> you know, and I started doing this and I was like, oh, well, we can. Well, next year, guess what we're fixing to do? You know, because we had some we had some times on some lakes where we were actually just hammering them with it. And there's a small window of the year where it's absolutely bonkers on that bait. And just to clarify for those listening, might not know what bushwhacker is. Bushwhacker, it's a buzz bait. It is a buzz bait. Sorry, go ahead. It I is a buzz wanted... bait. There is that noise. We'll get it. We'll get it from the beginning there because it shows it. You know, like um, just a picture of it. Yep, I'm ready to run away now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anybody that was a vendor that near me at the shows, I completely apologize. But yeah, we have to play that, and it, we play it on a loudspeaker. You know, shot straight up in the air. And you can hear it. Uh, some of the shows we've been to, you can hear it through the entire building. And like uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio, you couldn't hear. You could hear it at the end of the aisles and the next aisles over, because um, it was so loud in there, you know. But we have to have it on that speaker, and it bring, oh, it draws them in, and they come looking around, and they're like, "Where's that coming from?" I so it's right there on the speaker. Oh man, that thing sure is loud. And I said, "Drew you in, didn't it?" <laughs> yeah. Just imagine what it does to the fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. 
But that that was your that was kind of your your thing. I mean, you were making jigs, but that was kind of yeah. your thing that that was that was the it. thing. And I never I never expected that to happen. I never in my life expected that to happen. And um, that was actually something I made for myself. That I mean, it's just that was one of those secrets. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it really wasn't even a secret. It was just. You know, I've been a buzzbait fisherman my whole life, and I've fished with every kind of buzzbait out there imagined, um, you know, throughout the years. You know, you remember the, I don't know if you remember the dancing buzz. We used to fish with those, you know, the big long buzzbaits. Yeah. I still have people ask me to build that thing. And, uh, you know, all these different, you know, booyah clacking style buzzbaits, squeaky dolphin from Reaction Innovation was a really cool buzzbait, and all the hydrilla gorillas and boogermans, and, and, uh, I don't one if they're day. listening to this and don't fish, it sounds like you're speaking a different language. Oh, I know it. I know. I know. And, you know, they're all different clacking style buzz baits. And, um, you know, we basically took a multitude of different baits and made a buzz bait. And when I say we, you know, I made the main portion of it. And then I had a fr- another friend of mine that helped me kind of refine it, you know, and, and we came up with different ideas together and then we kind of, re- you know, refined it down to what it is now. And uh, it turned out to be something more amazing than I imagined. It's still the coolest thing that I will ever build in my entire life. I still laugh every time I catch a fish on it. It's still like, you know, it's like a party every time we're catching a fish on it. <laughs> and there's there's dealers that stock basically that. I mean, that don't That's, even they, that, they just want the buzz bait. No, I walk into a I walk into a store, and Trader Bills, for instance, went over Trader Bills and Hot Springs, and I was showing him all the jigs, and Philip was over there looking at him, and he was just like, and you could tell he was looking at what I had in my hand, and I, it's, you know, it's the grand show, you know, as I call it, you know, I'm showing him the jigs and spinnerbaits and all this, and this is what I make, and then I slide the bushwhacker in front of him. He's like, yeah, all this, this is jigs or jigs, but I don't care, I want that, <laughs> you know. So, so we start off so with it now. We know? start off with it now. <laughs> Well, besides the bushwhacker, obviously, and we're not going like make a big long rundown, but yep, all all types of jigs, all types of jigs, everything spinner baits, yeah, custom order on the website, correct, yeah, and everything's crafted in in house, right? Um, I've seen it all, and house in house is small, yes, like people are know, shocked when they yes. see how much product we push out of that yes. place. We're actually looking at getting a new building right now, so that everybody's like, oh, he must be a giant company, and then it's like it's just you and Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way we cam, way we position the camera in the shop, everybody thinks the shop is huge, you know. And they're like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And we're like, "Yeah, you won't be that impressed if you ever come over." <laughs> <laughs> but we work everything, you know. Everything has a, a way that it flows through the shop, so everything flows very easy. It gets cluttered at times, and then we stop and clean everything up, and then everything, you know, gets back to flowing right again and stuff. So, but we do cast everything in house. We don't purchase anything from anybody. Um, so and we try to use as much, you know, American-made product as we can. We outsource, you know, anything that we source, like our uh, packaging supplies. You know, we have a local person that makes all of our, you know, our header card headers and our stuffs for our buzz baits and whatnot. So um, we try and do that as much as possible. Everything's hand-tied. Everything's hand-tied with wire. We use a, we get all of our wire from a jewelry, um, uh, one of those artistic jewelry dealers or whatever you know they make wire jewelry and stuff so the wire will never corrode it'll never rust uh, never tarnish I'm learning and, all kinds of stuff i know it so it is, i can't keep a bait long enough to know if it would corrode i'm always losing my oh i know i, I know and you know and everybody's like so what's the big deal with a wire tied bait 
why is it so much, why is it better? Well, A, um, I mean, on a regular jig, like a flipping jig or a football jig, I wouldn't say it's that big of a deal um, because you're not worried about fish pulling skirts off like you would on a swim bait or, a, you know, on a uh, swim jig because they're nipping at it. And they, you know, they always pull in the skirts off the spinner baits. It stops that, you know, on those type of baits. But when you're looking at a flipping style jig or you're dragging a jig, a wire tie is tighter. It's got a tighter pull to it, so it makes the skirts flare more, and it gives them more, that makes them more vibrant under the water, and it gives them more action. Um, so it makes it look a little bit bigger too. Whereas a, a you know rubber band is loose, and it's just kind of just there. <laughs> right, and can and can dry rot. Rubber band dry rot pretty easy. Yeah, rubber bands if they aren't already dry rotted in the package, within a few months they're going to be dry rotted in your box, and you'll pick your jig up and you'll be like. Well, that was skirts. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Never use it. <laughs> uh, I will say this. They don't know who we are in 2023. By golly, they're going to know who we are in 2024. Because we've got something coming down the barrel that uh, it's going to surprise a lot of people. It's going to shock a market. And uh, they've never seen anything like it before. Um, I actually... I'll talk about something that we've got coming down the barrel a little bit. Um, I went in search for a specific hook out in the market, and um, I couldn't find it. I've I've looked and looked and looked, and I know I can't see everything through whatever dealers that we use. Um, So I called a friend of ours, Harry Simmons, called him. Hey, man, I need a hook. He said, what do you need? And I told him what I needed. Well, you're not going to find it. I don't care. I need it. You know, how can we make it? And he was like, so he was kind of like, eh, he's a little hesitant about it, you know, this kind of stuff. And then I think he sat on it a minute and thought about it. And they called me back and he was like, let's talk more about this hook. So I was like, well, and you know, we talked a little bit about it and this was back last year, September. And it was just kind of one of those things. I just had an idea in my head and, um, we started talking more about it. November came around, Thanksgiving. He brought this whole, a whole slew of hooks, sample hooks over to me. And we took a bunch of hooks and made one. And I got the samples in for it right at Christmas. And so we're currently now waiting on those hooks to come into the market. And we're still discussing how that bait's gonna hit the market. Um, and I think people are gonna be pleasantly surprised probably going to get a little flack out of it a little bit but <laughs> but good it's going to be in a good way it's nothing negative it's going to be a good thing um but yeah it's yeah that's coming down the barrel for 24 and that's you know we'll kind of hem haw around about it to get a little bit more information out towards the end of 23 um yeah it's going to be we're gonna have a good time with it too so it's gonna be fun. We already know our intro video, what we're gonna do. I'm already <laughs> shocked. I know, and I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, so I, there's a there's a there's a very 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 small amount of people that know what it is, and when I told one of my close friends about it, all I heard was laughing on the phone. Cause you got to be kidding me. And I was like, no, really, being serious, man. He was like, nah. And I was like, yeah, and. Yeah, we talked about it on the phone. He was like, this is going to be hilarious. I was like, well, I think it's a good market. I think it's a good thing for the market. And um, 
you know, we have to wait for, I mean, we got to wait at least eight or nine months just to get the hooks in for it. And we had to order a lot. It was, it was dumb. So it better work. <laughs> yeah, it better work. <laughs> it will work. It will work. It will work. And we're going to, you know, we're going to use our platforms to market it really well and, and uh, put it out there and stuff. So Cool. Yeah. All right. Tell me the fish, the fish you remember the most. Uh, wait, 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 for good. Then you're going to tell me for bad. The fish I remember the most for good. Obviously, I remember my largest fish. And then I remember a day, the only 10-pounder I've weighed in on a tournament day. I remember that one like it was yesterday. It was the best thing. Uh, but my biggest fish came out of a pond in Texas, a little private stock lake. Uh, and she was over 12 pounds. I still remember that. You know, I was fishing a spinnerbait. I love a spinnerbait. Did you make the spinnerbait? No, gosh, no. <laughs> I was, man, I was probably, I don't know, 22, 23, whenever that happened. And it was during spawn, you know, and we're walking around. And she was over 12, little, just a little over 12 pounds. And I still remember it. It was like I was fishing Bass Pro Rod with 14-pound mono, monofilament, dragging this fish in. It was one of those where I was like, oh, my gosh, man, i never seen a fish that big in my life. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's pre-cell phone days, so it was like there was no pictures. We didn't, we didn't tote cameras around with us or anything. We were just out on somebody's, you know, friend of ours farm out there catching. So it was like I did catch it, and I still remember it. We measured it, and uh, – you know, it was like, it was pretty awesome. Then we threw, we set her back. She went right back over to where she was. So, but yeah, tournament day, 10 pounder. We catching them on the yum dingers, you know, in the, uh, you remember the madman tiki sticks? Yes. Sweet potato pie. <laughs> I just recently found some of those. Uh, but yeah, we caught, uh, so that day we had a 10 pounder in the box and we had a couple other good solid fish. We got second place in the tournament. Was that Millwood? Yes. Yeah, I've got, uh, so I have four, um, I have four tens under my belt at Millwood. And um, two of them during spawn, uh, one post-spawn, and then one of them was um, just random fishing day on a fire tail worm fishing on the edge <laughs> of the river channel. Uh, but the reason why I remember that day is because there, at where we were fishing at, at the entrance of that pocket, there's this huge stump. It's probably almost as big as this table. And I kept telling my buddy, I was like, we need to go over and fish that stump. I was just, something tells me there's something over there. And he was like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't gonna fish that. We're gonna stay over here and keep doing what we're doing. And this guy slips in on us and fishes the stump. And I watched that man catch a 12 pounder off that stump. Really? Yes. And, oh, you should have heard him over there. And we rolled up on him. We're like, how big is that fish? And we weighed it. And it was just under 12 pounds. It was like, it was like 1190 something, you know, he put it on his scales and we were like, oh my gosh, we could have caught that fish. <laughs> so that's a day you remember in a, for good and bad. Yeah, that was a day for good and bad. So it was one of those where you're like, geez, oh well, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I, a day that I'll remember that was one of those, I don't want to call it a bad day. It was a disappointing day. On my packages, I'm holding fish. And that day will live for me now because it's on my packages. It was over on Nimrod. Uh, my wife and I fished couples, um, and we were fishing over there, uh, I guess it was two years ago. And I was on I was on fish, and as soon as I went over there, first fish I went in the boat was almost six pounds. 
I was like, oh, that's six pounders. First fish in the you know in the boat. And I caught another four pounder right after that, and then uh, caught another one. So I had my four you know I had my four fish like right off the bat. You know I was like, dang, we're going we're going we're going for the twenty plus today. Right. You know easy big bag, and then. I had a fish run up four or five pounder, run up and hit my swim jig, and ran straight into the flooded buck brush. It stuck. I mean, it was head first into the buck brush, and its tail was just kicking around trying to get out. And I'm pulling on this fish, trying to get it out, trying to get up to it. And when I got it out, jig went one way, the fish went the other. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I think, I think we got fifth place that day, and we had like 18 something. And so I was like, whatever. We were the fourth place kings out here, you know. I'll get big bass, 586. The guy rolled up with a 587. Really? <laughs> so I was packed yeah. up, went back to the camper. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, Nimrod's a special place. Very special place. I love it. That's probably yes. one of my favorite. Aside from uh, Millwood, that's my favorite place to fish in the state. Well, I appreciate you very much for yeah, coming man. on the yeah, show. Yeah, I appreciate you having me uh, on. Tell everybody where to find you. Well, um, obviously, you can find us on social media. We're Facebook, Instagram, Brazalo Custom Lawyers. You can find us on TikTok. Uh, we have a lot of good content over there. Uh, if you're looking to shop with us, uh, you can go to our webpage at BrazaloCustomLawyers.com. There is a list of almost all of the retailers that we're in. Central Arkansas, we're pretty much at every retailer in the, um, in the vicinity around us. Uh, so, yeah, and if you can't find anything online that you want, give us a call. We can build it for you. That'll work. All right. Thank you, Danny. Thank yes, you all sir. for tuning in to Episode 4. We'll see you next time. All right.